This week, if there's not a better message, then just know that all you have to do underneath your breath when you don't know what to say and you don't know what to pray, just say the name of Jesus. He will rescue you. Amen. Crosswalk, I love you and I miss you. Terry and Meredith, I see you guys. Donna, Laurel, and V, I love you. Laurel, we miss you on our team. We're hoping soon um, when we know that we can get in a healthy place for everybody um, to have the rest of our team back. We see Pastor Sarah and Pastor Kay and Pastor Randall. Hey, guys, we love you. And listen, Jeff said that earlier, but if you're struggling right now, you need someone to talk to. There is a pastor online right now to talk to, and they are happy to help in any way. Um, we love you. Glad to see you. I love to get messages from you um, throughout the week, and thank you for that. I'm excited. As many of you know, I've said this almost in anything I've posted or said. We're in the midst, right? Did you see what I did there? We're in the midst of a study called In the Midst based on the book of Daniel. I love it. Daniel is absolutely one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And it's because the story is never ending on who Daniel remains to be in every chapter. And so today we're going to start, if you want to, uh, before I start reading, but if you want to pull your book out, your Bible out, your iPad out, whatever you read your Bible, and pull it out right now and turn to Daniel 3, because that's where we're going to read from. But today is about serving in the midst of sacrifice. What does that mean? Serving in the midst of sacrifice. And so for me today, when I was thinking about this story, I titled it, A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember. Today we are talking about a story that most of us remember from Sunday school, right? We use several different forms when we would tell the story, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if you're one of my really good friends who I learned about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just a few years ago, the way she remembers it is A-Shack, B-Shack, and C-Shack. So Kathy, we haven't forgotten that one. But this story isn't just a story for the felt boards in Sunday school. The story isn't just a cartoon that we've seen. The story was real. The story was real. It was scary. It's a story of peer pressure. It's a story of doing the right thing. And it's a story of the longest walk ever. Last week we talked about King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Who, who is kind of gone crazy if he wasn't already and he's having dreams and Daniel interprets those dreams and Nebuchadnezzar has this holy God moment, right? All of a sudden the God of Daniel is the God. He recognizes that. And in just one chapter, he goes from the God of Daniel is all things to all of the sudden King Nebuchadnezzar builds an image of gold that is 60 cubit feet high and 6 cubit feet wide. That means 90 feet for you and I high and 9 feet wide. He calls in all of his advisors to look at the statue and he says, look what I've done. Then all the advisors decide, well, then everybody that's, went, that's in reach of this country is to bow down and worship this idol. Now, remember, 
This is the same guy that was going crazy last week and needs his dreams interpreted, has now decided that, hey, let's have an idol. And, and here's a picture of what that idol, the size of it, it's, it's the Washington Monument in, in Washington, D.C. will give you an idea. See this? This is about what they were looking at in size. Very similar. We're not 100% sure what it was. My guess is it could have been uh, a statue of the king. Could have been just uh, from here up of the king, right? Just the bust. We don't really know. What we do know is it became an idol. So follow me on the next part of the story. We're going to start reading from Daniel 3, and we're going to start in 13. Now, once again, the same king who last week needed his dreams interpreted. Here's where we are. In a violent rage, Nebuchadnezzar ordered them to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods of worship or the gold statue I've set up? (laughs) If you are now ready to do so, bow down and worship the gold statue I've made when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the flute, and every kind of instrument. But if you won't worship it, you will be thrown straight into the furnace of flaming fire. Then what God will rescue you from my power. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to answer your question. If our God, the one we serve, is able to rescue us from the furnace of flaming fire and from your power, your majesty, then let him rescue us. But get ready, because here's where it gets good. But if he doesn't know this for certain your majesty we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage and his face twisted beyond recognition because of shadrach meshach and abednego and in response he commanded that the furnace be heated to seven times its normal heat he's mad He's mad. And we already know he's crazy. So you just add crazy and he's mad at the same time. This is what you get. He told some of the strongest men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of flaming fire. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were bound, still dressed in all their clothes, and thrown into the furnace of flaming fire. Now the king's command had been rash and the furnace was heated so, to such an extreme that the fire's flame ca- killed the very men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to it. So these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of flaming fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in shock and said to his associates, didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? They answered the king, certainly, your majesty. He replied, look, (laughs) I see four men, unbound, walking around inside the fire, and they aren't hurt. And the fourth one looks like one of the gods. 
Nebuchadnezzar went near the opening of the furnace of flaming fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. The chief administrators, ministers, governors, and the king's associates crowded around to look at them. The fire hadn't done anything to them. Their hair wasn't singed. Their garments looked the same as before, and they didn't even smell like smoke. Nebuchadnezzar declared, may the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be praised. He sent his messenger to rescue his servants who trusted him. They ignored the king's order, sacrificing their bodies because they wouldn't serve or worship any god but their god. I now issue a decree to every people, nation, and language who ever speaks disrespectfully about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God will be torn limb from limb and their house made a trash heap because there is no other God who can rescue like this. Then the king made Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prosperous in the province of Babylon. This is the word of God for the people of God. Say with me, thanks be to God. So a story a story that was so real. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and remember, that wasn't their name two chapters ago. They've been captured into Babylon. They've been put through school because they know they're smart, they're bright, they're savvy. They are your advisors. They're the ones you look to for wisdom, and now you are ready to throw them into a fiery furnace because they will not bow down to your golden idol. So you talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego probably felt like we take one step forward and two back. That's probably what they felt, right? How many of you have felt that way? How many of you have walked this life and you've walked this road of peer pressure and you have felt that way? So we have three Hebrew boys taking a walk that that day they did not dream of. And my favorite part is when they say, my God can rescue us, but even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. Years ago when I was a kid, one of my teachers whom I loved dearly, was a missionary. And she would teach and tell stories of what it was like being a missionary. And she was a missionary in areas of, of um, South Africa and in different areas, but particularly the ones that she would tell us about were right on the Amazon. Now, I was uh, out when the first thing she said was you should see the snakes and the pythons that grow to, you know, 30 to 40 feet long, you know, uh, it, she would go into all of these stories. I, I was gone. But I remember the story of the walk that she had to make from one village to the other. And where she lived, they lived in these huts and and they would go from village to village to take the word of God to people but what they would do is they would get uh, implemented into where they were in the village that they were in 
She said you would learn to dress, eat, talk. You would learn their language. We would become one of them, and we would stay in a place that we knew was friendly, and then we would begin to make our way to the next village. And she said, but that walk from one village to the other was the scariest. Because we knew when we got to the other village, we would have a chance to explain ourselves, get in there because we had trained ourselves to know what to say, what to do, and because we had implemented ourselves to being like the village we had started off at. But then we had to make the walk. And I said, you know, we're like, well, what did that mean? She's like, it wasn't a dirt road. It was, a, it was usually a path through the jungle, and you had no idea if you would live or die and making it from one village to the next. She said, but you knew you had to make that walk. Some of us feel like we're on that walk, right? We feel like, okay, we get into a place of where we are right now, but we've got to get there. Or maybe some of us have sat there and we've been like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and we know the peer pressure of what it means to stand for what we believe and because of what we believe, just like my teacher, we got to get there. Or maybe we know that God's call on our life is more than right here and we've got to keep walking to there. What does that walk look like for you? Is that walk being a parent? Is that walk being in ministry? Is that walk being a wife or a husband? Is that walk your whole life has been uprooted and changed because you stood for what was right? You stood where you knew you had to be, but you knew you had to get from here to there. What does that walk look like for you? What must have gone through the three Hebrew children's mind that day? Wait, did I tell everybody I love goodbye? What is actually happening here? What is going on around me? What must they have thought that day? Did they even stop for a moment to think, okay, maybe we shouldn't have said what we said. Maybe we should just have bowed down and we wouldn't be making this walk. We've all been there. We've all thought to ourselves, you know, if we would have just played the game the way everybody wanted us to play it, if we would have just been politically correct, if we would have just gone with the peer pressure, we would not be making this walk. And they're young. They're not old. And they had a whole life before them that now is completely behind them. Their future goes from being schooled and and, and into a place of favor with this king and in five seconds goes to death. But here's the good part about the walk. In that walk, they had no idea what the ending of their story would be. They had no idea what God would do. Now they knew as they told us in the beginning of the story, that their God could rescue them. But even if he didn't. So you know, as they walked, (laughs) 
They probably said a hundred times, will he rescue, will he rescue us? Is this it? Did fear come over them? Did peace come over them? Because just like my teacher, they knew in order to do what God had called them to do, that was just a part of it. They had to make this walk. And it wasn't a walk that was their decision. And it wasn't a walk that they even knew that day they would have to take. But just like God does anything, God would use that walk. God would use that walk. The walk from their final answer to their final destination (laughs) had to be the worst, right? And then God says, oh no, oh no. For the good news is, God is with you in your decisions. God is with you in that walk and on that walk. And God is with you in the fiery furnace. God is with you. I love the fact that what the scripture even tells us, it lets us know that not only is God with you, but they didn't even smell like smoke. Their hair wasn't singed. Now, I don't know about you, if I go out and I grill something, I smell like burgers for the rest of the day. Just grilling a burger. They didn't even smell like smoke. So we know that when God does something, he doesn't do it halfway. God does it completely and fully. For in the midst of our serving, in the midst of what that looks like right now, in the midst of preparing your kids to go back to school, in the midst of preparing your home, in the midst of walking out the door and remembering, hey, I can't walk out without my purse or my wallet or my phone, and hey, let's don't forget a mask. In the midst of feeling like, how do I take care of my elderly parents? In the midst of feeling like, how do I bury my brothers and my sisters? In the midst of feeling like, I'm in the midst. There's a fourth man walking around. There's a fourth man walking around. The same God, the same God that we talked about last week that gave all the vision and wisdom to Daniel as he began to interpret for King Nebuchadnezzar is still the same God that delivered them. Whether that was an angel, whether it was the Son of God, we we don't technically know. For me, I like to believe that it was the Son of God. Whatever God does, he does it right. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go from being thrown into the fiery furnace to now we read at the end of that chapter that Nebuchadnezzar makes them prosperous. That he begins to acknowledge one more step of their God and who their God is. A walk to remember was a walk to remember in more ways than one. For your walk to remember is always, always a walk to remember when God is with you. And some of you have felt like you were walking from this village to that village. Or maybe you're feeling like you're walking from here to the fiery furnace. Whatever that is for you and you're saying, 
I don't know that I have it left within me to do this. I felt like I've always done the right thing. I felt like I've always lived the way God wanted me to live. I've put peer pressure to the side. I've tried to do all the right things. And yet, I'm on this journey. A journey I didn't ask for. Is it fair? No. Is it right? No. But it's life. And life doesn't stop because of how we feel and what we see and what we hear. Life doesn't stop in the midst of COVID. Babies are still being born. Movement is still happening. But most of all, God is still moving. Don't second guess yourself. Keep the faith. Keep moving. And ask yourself, my God is able to rescue me, right? Then God, whether you rescue me right now, I'm still going to serve you, whether you do or you don't, because I know, God, you are able, but you also love me, and you have the best for me in mind. It seems daunting. It seems hard. It seems impossible. But he will rescue you. And then when you come out on the other side, <laughs> and we all will, we all have, you're a survivor the King of kings and the Lord of lords spoke into your situation and is speaking into your situation now and you are a survivor. For when they came out, can you imagine, Rafe, no one was more surprised than they were when they looked around going, wait, the ropes burned off my hands but I don't even smell like smoke. The ropes burned off my hands and everything, and wait, I don't know that person standing there. Who is that with me? And the next thing they know, they're out of the furnace, which is probably the last place they thought they would ever be once they went in. It feels hot right now. It feels daunting and it feels scary. But there's a fourth man. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And right where you are, just say this with me. Say, I'm a survivor. Not by my might, but by his power. Father, I love you and I thank you. That sometimes that walk is so much about second guessing myself and sometimes God second guessing you. so many things I don't understand and God I want to have the knowledge to understand what is going on and simply it comes down to my faith do I have the faith to believe God that you will rescue that you will move and that there will always be that fourth man with us
because serving you comes at a price. But God, it's so worth it. In your precious and your holy name.